it is, ladies and gents. Oh, you hear that? You got some M going in the background. Talk about being great, being influential. That's who we got on the show today. You want to find your 10, your top 10, be an influential leader, then today's show is for you. Here we go. Let's get this thing rocking and rolling. Let's do this. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Bros. Yeah, let's do this thing. <laughs> All right, ladies and gents, I'm doing James Monner here, and I'm going to drop some heat. So let's do today's intro. Today's guest... I'm an M stop playing. There you go. Today's guest is a high performance leader, a shaman, an intuitive empath. As a leader of not one, but six high performing teams, she's using her experience and skills to help you become a high performance leader. When you're ready to find your top 10 rock star skills and positively impact more lives, then buckle up and get ready to learn. Let's welcome to the show the author of The Question Journey and an energy integration coach. Miss Trish Bishop. All right, all right. So uh, let me let me change this background back. Okay, so before we even get started, Trish, when you come on the show, you get to have your entrance music song choice, and she chose Eminem. Eminem is one of my favorite rappers of all time. So uh, I, I gotta tell you guys, you guys uh, who who follow, I gotta. I got to show you my quick little parody video. It was, uh, it, it, I always find these things embarrassing to me personally, but uh, sometimes you got to bust it up out here. So check this out, Trish. Uh, this is uh, me doing Paging Gary V. Does anybody know where he is? Paging Gary V. Oh my gosh. Where is he? Will Gary V please hit me up? Got to get him in the stage. I repeat. Will Gary V please hit me up? Oh no. Here we go. We're gonna have a problem here. Y'all aren't like you never seen YouTube before. Content of old, like man, he came out of nowhere at all. Started making videos more than before. Why library, of course. Empathy wasn't a thought yet. Or media. Oh wait, no wait, you're kidding. He ain't that guy. Alright, alright, alright. That's oh enough. My God, that's I enough. Love it. So it's sitting on our YouTube page at Business Bros Pod. If you guys want to check that out, uh, it was my attempt to get Gary V's attention. I'm like, dude, he's the whole reason why I got into this podcast space to begin with, yeah. and I just felt I had to do something. Plus, Eminem's my favorite rapper of all time. What about you? I mean, why Eminem? Oh, well, you know what? I mean, first of all, that's like that's that is my jam, right? So if I get like if I start getting down or depressed or anything along those lines, like I literally remember one time going for a walk for an hour. And having that same song on loop, lose yourself, right? On Guilty. loop, basically <laughs> saying, get out of your way, girl. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, and, and that's the thing. Uh, I mean, we're going to be talking about leadership here, but bottom line is every day is different. You don't always wake up with motivation and energy. There's some times where you got to push yourself uh, and realize that this is your one shot, your one opportunity oftentimes to make a first impression. So you got to put your best foot forward as often as you possibly can. So Trish, let's, let's talk about what you do. Let's just jump into that right away. What do you do? So as a fifth grader, if you can explain it as simple as you would to a fifth grader, what do you do? Oh my gosh, you're a fifth grader. All right, let's do this. Uh, I help people see their brilliance and step into it. 
see that's their what brilliance I and step into it. See their brilliance. So if you're in grade five and you're sitting there and you're looking at all the kids out playing the sports and you're not a sports person, you're kind of going, how come they got to be born with the special sauce? Mm. Right. And what you don't realize yet is that you have special sauce too. You just haven't figured out what it looks, tastes, feels like. Cool. So, yeah. I help them find their special sauce and own that freaking 10. Mm, special sauce. Okay. So uh, literally today in class, I'm doing uh, New Year's resolutions and goal setting with my high school seniors, right? Uh, and um, I did it a little bit different though. I had them, you know, list their accomplishments, list the things that they want to do for next year. But I asked them to describe the habits that allowed them to get there. Right. Because oftentimes we start, you know, especially as, as young kids or even as adults, you know, for my seniors, I always hear things like, I'm not good at math. I'm not a morning person. I don't like to work out. And every time you have phrases like that, they're literally telling themselves their reality. They're creating it in their own head. So I wanted to kind of shift from defining yourself by the words you're telling yourself to let's point out some behaviors because we can easily change behaviors. We can change those things and, and alter them in any way we possibly can. How are you helping people find that, that juice inside so that maybe they can focus on their behaviors to achieve success? And, and you know what? It's interesting that you say that because there's an element of this that is about owning who you are. Hmm. So there are some people who are not morning people. And I think that that's okay. So, so yes, there's a component of that that is, oh, you can tell yourself that story and make it your reality. Absolutely. I totally get that. And you can choose something different and make it no longer your reality. There's some people just don't love the morning, right? I'm a morning yeah. person. I'm not a night owl, right? I'm in bed by freaking 8, 39 o'clock, right? So, <laughs> right? Um, but I'm up at four or five and I'm ready to go. So, um, and, and I've, I've been that way most of my life. So, so I think there's an element of when I help them define their special sauce, what I, what I really work with is who they are and the gifts they bring. Rather than trying to be something they're not, I try to figure out what is the thing that they do, that they do really well, and how do we, how do we structure their world in a way that allows them to be that and totally shine in that. So as a leader, my job, I literally see it as being a maestro. I bring together a team of people and see all the various gifts. I see what we have to achieve on the on the big vision. And then I bring all those gifts together in a way that makes magic. So I'm not asking people who aren't morning people to all of a sudden get up in the morning, not to negate what you're teaching your, your kids. But what I am saying is, hey, if you know what, if you're a night owl, we can actually leverage that because we have people on a different time zone and we can use that mm -hmm. <laughs> right, to achieve our goals. So, and I mean, that's a super, super simple example of what I'm talking about. The big challenge is, is that we, we have so many people who are in that state, and I love the high school analogy, who are in that state of, well, I wasn't born the jock. Yep. Or I wasn't born the popular girl. You know, I was an ugly duckling in school, right? So I wasn't that. And how, you know, so obviously I didn't get the special gene, right? And mm. and so we we very much walk around with that mentality of not being good enough. Oh, we, we don't have the special capability or whatever. And then we just buy that. To your point, we tell ourselves that story and then we make that our reality, right? That's the reality I want to change is, you know what? <laughs> so my job, I see my job as a leader is, can I see your 10? And then when I see it, I hold you to it. 
It's not my 10 I'm trying to hold you to. I'm trying to hold you to your 10. I see your brilliance and I want to hold you to that, which means I give you opportunities to step into that. I, I encourage you every time you do something that helps you move more towards that brilliance because most people can't see it for themselves. They're sitting at about a three or four on the one to 10 scale and, and they got like seven, eight steps to go to step into their brilliance. So you're looking for different types of clients that are looking to be leaders. How do you find leaders? What is the customer <laughs> look for? Um, you know what? I I customer acquisition strategy, okay? Trish Trish's version. I tell people who I don't want to work with. Wait, wait, wait. Right? clarify that. I mean, you tell people like that come up to you and say, "Hey, I want to do stuff." You tell them no. Or I say, you are talking to people that don't that you don't want to work with. No, I I literally will tell people. Uh, so I I do videos and I do I share stuff on on social media and I'll be like, if you're still stuck in your ego, you're not my client, right? Mm. If you are not yet at the place where you care more about your team's performance and your ability to deliver than you do about yourself, you're not my client, right? Yeah. Well. Okay. So well, first of all, Adrian. My boy Fugatti, let's go. Let's vetting the process quick. That's what he's saying on that. <laughs> and it's absolutely true. Okay, so I, I uh, heard, I, I'm big on right now listening to a lot of Zig Ziglar stuff because I love the way that he asks questions to really probe into where he wants to go. Uh, when you're talking to these potential people who may or may not be a fit, what are some of the questions that you're asking to kind of figure out if this person's a good fit or not. Yeah, absolutely. So, so some of the questions would be, um, when your staff come in to talk to you, do they come in excited about what you're going to share with them? Or do they come in with a little bit of trepidation and fear? Mm. Right. What's the difference? Are, like why, why the difference? Cause one is they don't trust you as a leader. They're, they're scared. They don't know. They don't know what to expect when they come in and sit down with you. So if you're missing that trust, you're never going to hit high performance. High performance, the number one foundational capability is like implicit trust to the DNA level. So if you, if they don't trust you, if they don't trust your consistency and how you show up and they, and when they come into your office, they're like a little bit like, oh, let, let's just see where this is going to go. Right. There's some hesitation there. That's probably an indicator that you do not have implicit trust with, with your team because they're, they're not sure what they're going to get. A good leader is going to deal with issues and not, not attack people. So even if there is a big issue on the table, if somebody's coming in to talk to a leader, even about a big issue and the leader, and they trust that leader, they're not worried about the conversation because they're not worried about being personally attacked. I think uh, a lot of times what you're describing sounds like uh, company culture, right? And and how you have people coming into a situation, how conflict is resolved in, in a particular business. So let's talk about the problems you solve. Hey, we've got a problem here. So <laughs> what problems like are leaders facing in the workplace where they can like clearly see, look, I have this problem, this problem, this problem. I should definitely be talking to somebody to help me become a better leader. Yeah. So so the first one is that, that I love to put out there is key performance indicators. And, and more times than not, the leaders that I come across aren't even tracking their KPIs. Like they don't even have mm. any. Right. And so one of the things that I'll do out of the gate, because the way that I help the way that I help leaders develop their capability is very much off the beaten track. It is not your average 
you're what you're going to get if you take a leadership course. That is not what I do. I go to a completely different level. I work on the energetic level with leaders. So, so that's, I know that's like yeah. completely off the beaten path as you know, right? So, but in order to make that real at the end of the day, we're not business is business, right? So we do have to deliver. And in order to deliver the first thing that I do with our, with the people that I work with is what are your KPIs? And if they don't have them, we'll identify some so that they know that they're hitting targets. So some things or indicators that that would look like is we have initiatives come in all the time, but we never get any traction. Mm -hmm. We have projects that have been on the books for years and they're still sitting there and no one's willing to let them go, but we're still not delivering. Or I have stuff that's off the rails or my team is a little bit all over the map and we're not, we're not rowing in the same direction. I can feel like everything's kind of like all over the place and, and people are confused about where I'm trying to take them. So these are the, some of the problems that, that I help people to, to solve. And, and again, things like sarcasm, jaded comments, these are all indicators, as you said, it's absolutely about the, the corporate culture. The issue is a lot of leaders put that into the box of, oh, that's HR's problem to solve. <laughs> it's somebody else's issue. No, that it's not. Why, why am I going to deal with it? It's not my problem. I, I'm supposed to make sure that the schedules are put into place and that the deliveries are put in. You know, dealing with people, that's what my sales force is for. That's what my HR is for. You know, yeah. the accountability, it's not always there. Okay, so if that's if that's the case, let's talk about who is that ideal client that you're looking for. So if you're looking for leaders, there are all kinds of them. There there are the ones who are oblivious, who are just here and and using a process. I think of McDonald's, for example. The system's already in place. So is a manager in that role uh, somebody who can be a high performance team leader, or are we talking about somebody who maybe has, you know, I'm like myself, it's the podcast and I have one uh, virtual assistant who helps me out to, uh, on the podcast. I have another team member that helps me out with, uh, with our paid ads and creating, uh, you know, campaigns, you know, who's this ideal person? And I forgot to hit my clip. I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. Exactly. Beyond the physical. What, <laughs> what ideal client are you looking for? Describe that to me. Yes. So I'm looking, I'm looking for the client. First and foremost, my sweet spot is, is corporate. Okay. So, you know, not that you don't have things that you might learn or whatever, but, but you're not my sweet spot. The sweet spot for me is going to be corporate. It's going to be North America. Um, it's going to be people in a team leader, supervisor, or manager position directors as well. I'm not interested in playing in the VP CEO space. Um, I want people who have the highest impact on the highest number of people. So the people who are closest to the people in terms of who they're leading, that's where my, where my sweet spot is. And, and I mean, look at the great resignation, right? Mm. My theory on this, and, and it, it is proven out in a number of articles, but my theory on this is people got, as a result of COVID, they stepped out of the toxic culture and, and the toxic even leadership. And they, and when they had the opportunity to go back, they're like, why? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I'm less stressed. I'm, I'm happier. Even if I'm unemployed, like I'm not going back to that leadership style. So there's a big wake up call going on right now where, uh, if organizations want to keep top talent and want to attract top talent, uh, and, and let me be really clear. You can build a high performance team without top talent. I don't want to, you absolutely can. And I've done it a number of times. So you don't have to have top talent to build high performance. Um, and so these organizations are now coming to this realization that something's got to change. And it is, it, this job is not the job of HR. It is absolutely 100% the job of the leader. Um, and they're going to have to, to your point, take that accountability and they're going to need to own it. And what I'm looking for specifically are those leaders who are saying, you know what? I do care about my team. 
as individuals and I do want our team to deliver and I'm ready to make the changes within myself to step into that space, to take them where I know they're capable of going. Recently, I had uh, Dr. Bob Nelson and Mario Tamayo on the show and they were talking about having fun at work. Like having fun at work will get work done. And it's it's a completely different shift in the way things are going in our in our economy period, in the job space period. Like you were talking about the great resignation. Uh, when you're creating some of these cultures, how much fun is involved in the interactions and the meetings and the conversations that the leaders are having with with their teams? I love that you asked that question. Love that you asked that question. So this all started for me. I launched the first internet service provider in Canada and took that public. And that was my first exposure to a high performance team. I didn't lead it, but I was part of it. Most days I came home with a sore stomach from laughing so freaking hard, right? <laughs> and and not only that, but but also everybody was learning, right? Mm. And so nobody had an issue with their ego going, oh, I'm not going to ask that question. I might look like an idiot. It was like, how does that work? right? And somebody would step up and give you the information. So, so it was a beautiful experience. And then I started to work for other companies and I was like, whoa, what just happened here? Mm. And that's why I started to build this high performance capability. Cause I'm like, no way am I working in anything other than what I already had. And so we do, we do spend a lot of time. In fact, I've had people on the floor in, in, in you know, in my organizations that I've worked with, talking about the laughter that goes on in in my office if we have a closed door meeting with with the team or whatever and we do encourage laughter you know it, it has to be fun because you spend a lot of time you spend more people more time with the people you work with um than than you know people at your own home so if you're not having fun there and and this is a big part of my passion around this i don't think it's okay for people to show up to do work they love in a place they hate and there's so many people that show up to work and they actually are literally crying before they leave for work in the morning. And I'm not okay with that. I don't think that that's cool. Well, the other side of that is, is the retention and the actual work that gets done. I feel like, you know, when, when you want to go to work, you go to work for a company that you believe in. It's almost like, it, it's like, for me, it's, it's football. We just finished fantasy football. Right. And so uh, at the end of the season, we're paying out winners and losers, and now everybody's talking about playoffs, and they wear their, their jerseys with pride, and that's their team, right? It doesn't matter if their team goes up, it goes down. They are bleeding whatever colors they are on their team because they bought into the idea of this is my team. That yeah. is my quarterback. That is my receiver. That is my defense, right? This is my team, yeah. uh, and it's different than somebody else who, you know, maybe, you know, your spouse, for example, you live football. She likes football because you like it, right? And that's a, that's a different feeling uh, for that same sport. I feel that's how employees are when you don't have a place that you love to go. They're going to go for the paycheck and they're going to do the very minimum possible because they don't really want to be there. They want to get there, do what they need to do and get the heck out. But yeah. what you're describing is a team and it reminds me of Google, for example. People want to go there. They want to innovate. They want to ask questions. They want to improve. And it's the dynamic of the leader that really that really changes that because you can have it internally. I've seen this as well, where one department is fantastic and the other one is cancerous and dying and has turnover like crazy, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, let, let's talk about getting people on board with you so they can make that change. What is your process like?
Look at that. They all want to come work with you. They're ready to rock and roll. Trish, what's, what's your, what's your process like if somebody wants to come work with you? By the way, I, I bleed uh, blue and silver. <laughs> and tell me that tell me Dak Prescott is not one of the best leaders on the field right now. Right? You know what? I thought when he had his injury uh that he was done. I didn't think he was coming back. He came back uh way stronger than he did in the past. Uh, but I'm sorry that you're a Cowboys fan. I know. <laughs> it's not I as know. bad. It's not as bad as being a Chargers fan. I'm in San Diego and they left us. So I'm a broken-hearted Charger fan. Uh I, I actually love uh I love uh Dallas Cowboy fans and I I'm a big fan of Raider fans because no matter I mean Dallas has never moved, but no matter where the Raiders go, yeah, their fan base grows. Yeah. And that is which is cool. Totally different. Yeah, it's a different dynamic, right? That's yeah. you want to be part of a tribe like that. Absolutely. I mean, that's human nature. That's what you're doing. So tell me about your sales process. How do I, you know, if I want to get that energy, if I want my team to have that kind of dynamic, what's it like working with you? What's that process like? Oh, yes, absolutely. So the sales process is, is very straightforward. I have a I have a leadership challenge that I get people to to complete so that it helps them to see is this something that's going to be a fit for me. And, and it's a super quick survey they can do. And as a result of that, they'll get uh, they'll get a free ebook that gives them like a, it's like a custom report that they get that helps them. Here's some things you can start doing right now. Like you don't need to wait for Trish. You can start doing these things right now with your team to get them into a better space or to start to shift actually how you're showing up as a leader to help them to move to that different space. Um, and then from there, they just decide how they want to participate. So some people take the top 10 rock star skills as a starter point. Other people want to dive into, hey, you know what, I need this for my team. And I'm ready to step into this as a leader. And we just have that conversation and figure out what it looks for them. So I have a membership program um, that people can participate in, and they can come in and they can come out. There's no six month, 12 month, it's like, you know what, you want to show up, that's great. Um, and that that just goes month to month as long as they want to participate. Now I got to drop the other clip because you already said it, but we got to we got to do it one more time. Because so just so you guys know, ladies and gentlemen, we're all about creating cool content, right? And uh, the post edit sucks if you have no segmented clips. So even though you said it, I'm going to drop this one. Hey, I'm giving away free money. What are your promos and giveaways? They're sitting on your website. You just said them. Give it to me one more time. I totally do. I totally do. I've got a lot of great articles on there. I've got some free videos for people that they can watch on the top 10 rockstar skills. I've got a free ebook on the top 10 rockstar skills. I've got a free ebook on leadership that you can get if you do the leadership challenge. So all of those things are available on the on the website. Go for it. Check it out if this is something that uh, that resonates with you. And and that's what I'm all about, right? I'm all about the energy. So if it resonates, let's chat. All right, what is the top 10 rock star skills? I'm so curious because, I mean, everybody wants to be a rock star. And right? if I only have to do 10 things to become a rock star leader, I mean, help me out. What are those? <laughs> well, the thing with the rock star skills is that uh, these are skills that are not generally taught in school and that anybody can learn. What I did is I watched high performers and I identified what differentiates them from everyone else. So here, here they are. First five, pretty basic and foundational. You'll go, well, no, duh. The, the last five is where it starts to get really interesting. Can I pop these off the top of my head? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. No pressure, right? I just threw you. Yeah, yeah. Know, right? yeah. Give me 10 okay. right off memory. I can do this. I can do this. Respectful communication. And that's huge. That That mm -hmm. is the foundation for everything. It's not just communication. It is respectful communication. Okay. Honesty and integrity problem solving. <laughs> outstanding, I know, right? Outstanding customer service, the ability to learn, which they don't teach you in school, right? Mm -hmm. 
Next one is basic financial management, because I think anybody in business, anybody in corporate, I've run into so many people who have degrees that do not have basic financial management understanding. It's shocking. So that's a big one too. And I'm not talking, you got to be an expert or an, or an accountant. I am saying basic, like just, can you just get a basic foundation there? Then we start to get into the interesting one. So the, the next one is Jaguar mentality, right? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> right. So this is where we move from being the pit bull right? Who goes after every bone, every time and leaves blood on the walls to the Jaguar, who's a lazy, you know, kind of much more of a lazy hunter sits back, waits until it's their turn. Then they're quick and decisive and they can do it much more gracefully. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's the Jaguar mentality. Then we have relentless determination. So you have those people that are just going to drive at a hundred miles an hour all the time and burn themselves out. Right. So you got to be able to figure out you can have that relentless determination, but you have to you can't be in warrior mode all the time. You have to figure out how to pace yourself. So we talk about that in relentless determination. Then we have the ability to see. Uh, so the ability to see is the ability, to, as we talked about earlier, I see the gifts in myself. I see the gifts in other people around me. I can also see on the horizon. I know when people make some decisions, how the how the board's going to change, right? Can you mm. see out there and see what, what changes are going to happen as a result of what's going on? Then we also have trusted communication or trusted intuition, right? Well, uh, that, that sounds interesting. I mean, intuition is always one of those things that feels like, well, you either have it or you don't, right? Like, but I feel everybody like everybody has it. All right. Tell me, tell me what you mean by that. Everybody has, everybody's intuitive. So let me give you this example, this super easy example. And, and if there's anybody who's listening right now, give, give us a thumbs up or, or a hey or something. Have you ever had somebody lie to you or cheat on you? You knew it, you kind of ignored it. And then it came to pass that it was true. Well, you're talking about like a gut feeling, like you just kind of, ding, ding. It's, it's sitting like you just don't quite know. <sighs> yeah, I, I've had that. That, right? Or sometimes if you've ever walked in a room and you felt like super welcome and you're like, wow, this is my place. And, or you've walked in a room and felt super uncomfortable and the whole thing was just right, really off, right? That's mm. energy. Intuition is the ability to read and interpret energetic information. Mm. Okay. Okay. Right? So I walk into a room without seeing a word. I look around and I already know this is a hostile environment or I walk in and I'm like, yes, this is where the party's at. One of right? those two types of feelings, right? Exactly. So that is your body reading the energy that is around you. So we're doing this all the time. Now, people sometimes will shut off their intuition because it oftentimes as kids, it's actually conditioned out of us, right? You don't want to go near certain people and your your parents are like, oh, no, no, go say goodbye to Uncle Billy or whatever. And, and so you, you get trained not to trust your intuition. And so it's often it's often conditioned out of us. Everybody has it. There's all kinds of science on this. You can if you're interested, contact me and I'll send you a bunch of links. I'm not going to try to convince somebody. 80% of my day, 80, 90% of my day is driven by intuition. Who I'm reaching out to on my team today, which projects are going off the rails, which initiatives I need to put on the back burner versus the ones that I have to pay attention to today. I even choose my email by my intuition. Mm. Right? Or, or, or by the headline or by the guest. You're just like, eh, don't want to open that one right now. <laughs> energetic scan, energetic scan. So, so trusted intuition. And then there's a bonus skill. So check this one out. You'll love this one. Humility. Hmm. That's that. I mean, that's where you're talking about the ego thing, right? I mean, Ziegler always says that, you know, when you're making a sale and somebody gives you a compliment, you can take it and feed your ego or you can take it and use it to close the sale. But you can't do both. As soon as you feed your ego, you, 
puts out this vibe that's a little bit different, a little bit selfish. Is that what you mean? Absolutely. <laughs> if you, you know, and if really what I help leaders to do is to, and, and you know, I, I always hesitate to say the word because some people are, don't understand what it means. Um, but it's, it's about servant leadership. Mm -hmm. Right. And so for me as a leader, the greatest gift that I could get is if somebody that reports to me today ends up being the person I report to tomorrow. Mm. Right. And I don't have an issue with that. Are we talking like a replacement? Like you're training your replacement type thing? I mean, I have facilitated. So, so here, let's start here. My leadership philosophy is this. It's a quote by Dennis Whateley. True power comes from empowering others. And so the more that I focus on building other people up, it's a beautiful experience as a leader to watch them step into their 10 and to own that 10. It is the most amazing thing ever. And honestly, I've never been more fulfilled as a leader than watching that happen. So, so for me, that humility is, yeah, I would absolutely get down on my knees and say, how can I be in service to you, the person who reports to me? That's the leader's role, though, is to figure out what problems are being had in the office and be uh, a service to everybody in there to try to solve that problem. Adrian's asking, uh, what interface do you use to monitor your projects? I, I, mean, uh, I guess the different clients that you have. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure what that's asking because I did mention <laughs> projects. So uh, so I, I, I don't know what he's asking specifically about interface. But what I what I would say is I intuitively track my projects. So intuitively... I will think about my project portfolio and one of those projects will start to pop up into my mind. I will start probing. I will start asking questions. I will start tapping people. I will uncover that something is there before there's any tactical real world problem with that initiative. And I will get it back on the rails before it ever went off. Mm, get a, get a pulse of the situation, right? That's he it. said, by the way, damn, she's got a great memory. <laughs> It's intuition, though. It's a little bit different than memory, right? Is what you said. All right, Trish, before we, uh, we're we finishing up here, I want to make sure that we get a call to action segment, right? So if we take this clip, uh, I want people to be able to understand how, if they want to work with you, how they can get a hold of you. Say hello to my little friend. They're going to say hello to my little friend, Trish. How do they get a hold of you? You can go to my website at trishbishop.com. Um, I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Instagram and uh, Twitter at Question Journey. You can see it up there. Love it. And uh, also on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn, Trish Bishop. So check me out. Connect with me. I'd love to hear from you. And and the uh, leadership challenge is there as well. So if that's if you are a leader and you're interested in, in seeing where that goes, uh, you'll get the custom report that you can help start to use with your team right away. All right, ladies and gents, you know what that means. I got to do my recap. I got to present because we're in sales and marketing. That's what we do. So here we go. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Let's make you an offer you can't refuse. All right, ladies and gentlemen, look, if you're a leader and you're looking at your team and they're just not as motivated as you need them to be, you need more production out of your team. You need them to be engaged. You need them to give you 110%, but just don't know how to get there then what you got to do is go to trishbishop.com. When you go there, you can schedule a free 30-minute consultation to see if you're a good fit. You just listen to Trish's episode. You're getting the energy and the vibe. So make sure you go to trishbishop.com, schedule your 30-minute uh, consultation for free, and she's even going to give you a copy of her book, The Question Journey. It's up to you.
All it takes is a little bit of action. W or you can go to trishbishop.com and get that squared away. What do you think, Trish? How'd I do? Love it. You rock. All right. One more question. Uh, we're huge on video testimonials for us sales in the sales world. Word of mouth is the best way to grow and video testimonials capture the energy and the enthusiasm of satisfied clients. You were a guest on the business bros podcast. What was your experience like? You know what? I have to say, this is the most fun I've had this year so far. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, I do a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of podcasts. And, and what I would say is that your energy is, is not just amazing and beautiful. It's infectious. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing better than, you know, me showing up here to hang out with you and having this much fun. Awesome. <sighs> Well, let's be honest. Uh, if you didn't come with the energy, it'd be very difficult to uh, maintain that high level. So thank <laughs> you very much for coming on the show. Uh, Adrian says, by the way, wow, this is a great segment. Excited to check out her stuff. And you got some great synergy, which means we did it together. What? We, did we rocked it. That's what I I'm talking it. about. <laughs> All right, ladies and gents, make sure you guys go over, check out Trish's website, trishbishop.com. If you're a leader trying to expand your team, make sure you guys check it out one more time, trishbishop.com. Trish, thank you very much for being on the program. I'm glad you had a good time. And uh, to the audience, I hope you learned. Look, if you want to make it rain, if you want those dollars to be coming in, then you need a great team behind you. Be that guy at the front of the orchestra who's swinging the little sticks because you got a team of people. And if you can get them all on the same page, it's harmonious. It's oh, you rock. Right? That's how we go. All right, ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again next time. Peace and we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.